Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Ready to Mosh. We're back again. Well, what? Um, we're we're getting excited because it's less than a week now to the download announcement as we're recording on the day this goes out the download announcement will be announced at some point yeah so this you will get this at six in the morning yeah the announcement is i don't actually know what time i don't know either i feel like it's either 10 it's usually 10 between 10 and 11 yeah Yeah, it's probably at 10 o'clock because i've got a meeting it's like boring doesn't it (laughs) um I'm, I'm actually getting a bit scared now. I feel like I'm, we've built it up so much to what we want it to be. I'm scared I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. Um, um, I don't think they're going to do a huge announcement. I think they'll maybe announce two headliners, a couple on the second stage, yeah. and then some maybe half a dozen small bands. I think they'll maybe announce 10 or 12 yeah, bands. I don't think it'll be the full headliner main stage set straight up. No, because they're going to want to sell it in parcels anyway, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Here are our thoughts on it next week. Yeah. And leading on from that, we should probably go into the news. news. What is new in the news? I've got four bits and mobs. I've got four as well. But I should probably start with mine first, just because it's linked to what we've just been talking about. Okay. So, following on from what we were just saying about the download announcement, have a look at the lineup we put together that's on Instagram and Twitter and see how close we got. Yeah. And also, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to the current episode of Dear Download where we discuss that with Adam and Simon. Yeah. As we said last week, we did that with Adam and Simon. There was a bit of a delay on the release. And for some reason, our audio's really bad. Um, it looks like we had a bit of a technical error this side and yeah. it sounds awful uh but you can still you can still hear what everybody's saying yeah and also actually way back when in the summer we actually did our first download predictions for next year which got released on the day we got home from download this year didn't we yeah and that was completely kind of off the cuff recorded not really thought about too much in terms of where other people will be touring and albums being released. So I do a comparison of that one next week. Yeah. And what we also did uh, when we came back was the first prediction we got right. Because we pre-recorded, we predicted that it was going to be four days. Yeah. I think we've already said that. Yeah, we have, we have said that in previous episodes, but it's just... Kind of, we're one nil up already. We have. See, that's why I'm scared. That's the only thing we've got right. And <laughs> <laughs> Right, we'll leave download there for now then. Yeah. On to news this week. Okay, I'll go with, uh, have you heard about what happened with a couple of members from Avenged Sevenfold? No. They were giving out what they referred to as drunk ink to fans. Right. So Sinister Gates and Shadows uh, were tattooing fans okay. after after they'd been drinking heavily. I was going to say, it's not unusual for bands to be tattooists. Yeah. But after they've been drinking, I don't, I don't know if I'd... I, would, I wouldn't want that. No, I mean, it depends what, if they were just going to like sign the name or something. I think it was pretty much anything and everything, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so that's my kind of my first part. Uh, Ministry Mm -hmm. have announced a live stream on November the 20th. 
Oh, that's interesting. So that's around the time when their tour that got cancelled would have ended, I think. Exactly. And it's going out at 10 o'clock in the evening, UK time. And they've probably done it because of the European fans. Mm. So the European fans can watch a ministry show. Because yeah. they cancelled 30 dates through Europe. So it was a big old tour that they cancelled. And I think on the basis of, was it one festival date being pulled? Yeah. Yeah, one festival date got pulled and it had some kind of domino effect where... It probably wasn't beneficial for the for ministry yeah. to do that tour, which had a knock on event, event knock on effect with their tour support, which was Wednesday thirteen and sixty nine eyes. Yeah, who'd already cancelled a tour of his own. Yeah, Wednesday had already cancelled the tour because he just went to do the ministry one instead. Yeah, so he kind of lost out twice, really. Mm. And the final piece I've got. Mm is the Stone Deadline up has been announced. Yes, this was quite funny when it was released because it was 7 o'clock last Friday when we were at the Cradle of Phil gig, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And Nara Carla first band finished just as it turned 7 and we were just in time on to see what the lineup was. A really cool video to launch it, actually. It was a, yeah, it was a good video. Yeah. Uh, so for anybody who's not aware, it's a small festival that's held at the Newark Showground. It's in its fifth year, so it's the five-year anniversary. And the announcement so far is, as always, it's hosted by Crusher. Of course. <laughs> there will be the Stone Dead poll winner, mm-hmm. which obviously hasn't been decided yet because it's still going through the heat. Yeah, still very early on in those, aren't they? Yeah. Mason Hill, D-Raps, I don't know who they are. I don't. I've heard a few people say they're really good. They're quite Van Halen-like. Okay. It's a good fit for so, the festival. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give them a listen or something on chance to you, yeah. Uh, South of Salem, King King, The Answer, my personal favourites, Therapy. Yeah. And the headliner is the Blue Oyster Cult, which is going to be epic. And there are still special guests yet to be announced. Mm. So I imagine they'll probably do another one close to Christmas or maybe in the new I year. I think in the new year. Yeah, it's a really good lineup. I don't know everyone who's there. No, I'm, I'm f- familiar with probably half of those guys. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mason Hill I've heard good things about from people who like kind of those Don Crows. Same, yeah. So definitely give them a listen. South Salem I like anyway. Yeah. Don't know the answer or King King. Uh, King King I do. Um, Therapy I love. I've seen them at least once before. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, Blue Oyster Call, have to confess, I think I only know the one song. But don't, I may know more when I yeah. listen to it. I, I think you will know more than yeah. more than Don't Fear the Reaper. But yeah, plenty of time to get familiar with all of them before next August. Yeah, I think it's going to be. It's looking a really good festival. Mm. It looks like they pulled a, a decent lineup off. Yeah. Right, my news then. First one is follow on from last week where we mentioned that Mick Mars had to- um, retired from touring with Motley Crue. His replacement has been announced, and it is John Five. That is a fucking great replacement. Yes. Definitely, I think he'll fit in really well. He's obviously been around a long time. I, mean, I came across him with Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. End of 90s when he was in that stint. He's obviously done Rob Zombie. He's got his own, his own solo, solo stuff. stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I think that. I think he's worked with Reznor well. as well. Yeah. I think he's done some stuff with Nicky Six as well, possibly. Oh, that, that makes sense for the Motley connection then. Not definite on that. One of his side projects, possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's really good shout for a replacement. Another touring related. Did I say I'd got four items? I've only got three. You said you got four. I said four, but one of those was a stone deadline. Or, okay. Know, sorry. Uh, another tourist related. Have you seen the announcement for the Headbangers boat? 
I haven't seen the announcement, but I did see something popped up on Twitter mm. talking about it, but I don't know what yeah. it is. That's quite funny, actually, because obviously we mentioned the other week about oh, Ghost should do one of these boat cruise things. Yeah, and call it the Ghost, the ghost ship. ship. Anyway, so it's Lamb of God who are hosting the Headbangers boat. Um, so obviously they're headlining. They're going to do two sets over the week. It's about five days, actually, next year. So it starts on Halloween next year through to 4th November, and it floats, sails whatever boats do. They sail. They sail. Um, Miami to the Bahamas. So in addition to Lamb of God, they've got Mastodon, Hatebreed, Guar, mm-hmm. Shadows Fall, Fit for an Autopsy, and God forbid, and more acts to be announced. And then there's various other things, entertainment-wise, on board as well, with special guest hosts, photographers, casinos. Um, yeah, so that's been announced. That doesn't sound a bad lineup, actually. Yeah, something different, like a floating festival, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Not sure I'd get on, but... No, not a fan of boats. Not a fan of boats, no. But interested to see how big said boat is as well, in terms of the scale of it. Yeah, because they've got... a massive cruise ship, is it? But it's got to be... But it's got to be enough to warrant getting the bands to play there. Yeah. And then my last one is another tour announcement... Um, Tenacious D have announced a European tour, including a UK date in London, which happens to be the weekend after download. So, I so think We've that's... already put them on our prediction. We have. But I think that might that's be That's a giver. giver. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's me done. Okay, review time. We've both been listening to the same album. We have. I've also got a single that I'll just pop on to the end as well after. Okay. So the album we've been listening to this week, we've been listening to the new Massive Wagons album. Yep, Triggered. And I absolutely love it. I do too. Love it. Yeah, I I think it's probably their best album today. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I love the last album, but I really love this album too. Yeah, I I think this is just, yeah, I think it's just an improvement on the last one. And yeah, so let's start off track one, Fuck the Haters. One we're already familiar with. We reviewed the single way back when it came out, bought the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so so we heard this first when they played it live exclusively at Download 22. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a great wagon sing-along. It is, and just everything about it, the lyrics, the tune, the sing-alongs. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. Uh, It's got a great video too. Yeah, it has. And yeah. Really strong opening track. Yeah, and they linked in with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation for it as well, and they've been doing some fundraising around that. Yeah. So, all good. Uh, track two, Please Stay Calm. Love this one too. Yep, same here. I think it's almost like an 80s ballad. I thought that. I put down possibly Def Leppard vibes, kind of. Oh, interesting. The guitar in it reminds me a bit of Def Leppard. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm not a Def Leppard fan, but I really like this. And I think this is probably my favourite song and video of the album. Yeah, I think it is one of my favourites. It's just, yeah, just something about it. Yeah, it it, it just works for me on every yeah. level. Track three. Generation Prime. You were so keen on this one when we discussed it as a single a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I've listened to it more and it does get in your head. Mm. It's a grower. It's a grower. I think, and I think it is almost the... The difference between, obviously, the traditional wagon style and then you get Benji coming in, yeah. giving it that skindred spin, so you've got some kind of reggae scar kind of vibes in it. Yeah. I wasn't a fan when I first heard it, but it is growing on me. Yeah. And again, I love the video. Yeah, the video's good as well. What's interesting, actually, the first three 
They're all singles. Yeah. And they've all done videos for them, which is unusual to see that in an album. You don't normally get your first three. No, that's true. Yeah, number four, Asshole. Yes. Again, for me, another of my favourites. And really keeps the pace going. And it's kind of funny, catchy wagons at the best. It is. Yeah, I've got that as well. Great lyrics, very catchy. Kind of hints of wild hearts in it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be one that's going to go down really well mm. live. Yeah, again, just the chorus. Well, you can just imagine it, can't you? Yeah, you just know you just know it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think that'd make a great single as well. Yeah. Uh, number five. Skateboard. Skateboard. Yeah. Mm. Again, really catchy. Yes. Yeah. And I think this one is a great example of why they're a fit a perfect fit with. Ugly Kid Joe on the co-headline tour. Yeah, I would say that as well. It's another one where I've, I've got hints of Wild Hearts coming through. Okay. I did read something earlier where Baz said this is their most British album ever. Oh. I can kind of sense that with just hints here and there, kind of the guitar sounds or the rhythms in some of the songs. I can, yeah. I can pick up hints of other similar British bands. Yeah. Mm. Um, number six, Gone Are The Days. Yep. I thought this was a bit 90s-y. Um... I don't know. I, I didn't get. I I didn't get that. Um, I just thought it was another track that kind of it played to all of the strengths that wagons have got. So like, every single part of the song is really critical, and each part is really strong in it. And without one of those parts, or if one of the parts was toned down a little, it wouldn't mm. work. Yeah. But they've all got the right amount in it, and it just mm. it just fits so well. It's, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Triggered. Yeah, title track. I love this one as well. Yeah? I love the lyrics in it. It's just, for me, it's like, you know when we always joke about going down into the comments section on any news article, and it's yeah. everything in there that you would expect to yeah. see, pretty much. I thought it had a bit of a, kind of a 70s glam rock feel, but with a Wagons update. I thought that as well, actually. Yeah? Um, I've put Stompy... Glam question mark, bit of blues with the pianos. Yeah, it's, it's got a real yeah. 70s glam vibe for me, this yeah. one. Yeah, so sound-wise, it is quite different to some of the other tracks. Yeah. But obviously, theme-wise, it's... It fits, yeah. Uh, number eight, Julia. I wasn't sure on first listen on this one, but I love it now. It's really grown. I really like this. It's yeah. quite an 80s kind of build-up to it. The way that it the way that it comes into it and just starts. It it could be on an eighties soundtrack or kind of almost musical kind of the sing along chorus to that. I've got my notes include eighties build up could come from a Rocky film. Ah, I wasn't necessarily thinking of Rocky. I was thinking I don't know. But you know, it's that kind of that kind of thing with a you know your main protagonist battling against it and coming through in a montage. Yeah, exactly in a montage. (laughs) Yeah, and some great riffs in that one as well. Germ is number nine. Yeah, this one I'm still not quite as sure about. I think it's growing. It's still quite punchy, but... Yeah, this is one I wasn't completely 100% on. Mm. feels quite a damn beat switch yeah. compared to some of the other stuff. Not so much lyrically, but musically. Mm. I think it's it seems to take a little bit of a darker tone. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's really difficult mm. to describe, but com- compared to the rest of the album, it's very different. It's a bit of a strange one in there. Yeah, I can agree with that. So a lot of the album has got a similar kind of sound to it, but that and Triggered in particular, yeah. I've just got a different twist on it. Yeah. Number 10 is Never Been a Problem. And I thought this yeah. picks back up again from mm-hmm. uh, where we kind of were with number 8. Yeah, like a bit of a 
dip and then it kind of picks up right through to the end, really. Yeah, it does, yeah. And a lot of kind of classic 90s style riffs. I put 90s for this one. And this is another example of, again, why they're a good fit for for the Ugly Kid Joe card line. Yeah. Definitely. It, it just you can see mm. it's got that vibe coming through. Yeah, it's going to attract the same kind of audience. Fans, yeah, audience. Number eleven, big time. I think again, this is classic wagon sound. I've got classic wagons. It's a bit of a road trip song. Yeah, I can just see this mm. as a road trip song. It, it's just got that mm. vibe to it all yeah. the way through. Okay, I'm cruising up the motorway, yeah. like a Harry Bow. In sunshine, heading towards a festival. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it, it that's what it is. Number twelve, sawdust. This I thought was real fast, a really fast pickup, total change of pace, mm. and I'm surprised this is actually second to last for how yeah. how much the, the tone changes mm. quickly. Almost kind of punky-ish, would you say? It, I know what you mean with the speed yeah. of the mm. speed of the track, but yeah, it seems a bit strange to be second to last. I, I'd yeah, have maybe reordered some of the stuff, but you'd be starting to slow off a little bit. Like that could be maybe more in the middle. Yeah, yeah, as a middle of mm. middle of the album that worked yeah. really well. Uh, so that yeah, that really wasn't expecting that at all. Mm. And then last track number thirteen, no friend of mine. Again, I think it's a really fast pickup. Reminded me a lot of Terror Vision. I put that as well. Ah, there we go. That's like what I was saying before, with like hints of Wild Hearts and then Terror Vision. Those kind yeah. of bands from the nineties, good British classic rock. Yeah. And again, it's got a really catchy, shouty back chorus that you can see working really well live. Yeah, and it's an amazing song to end with for me. And I think, and it's, I think they've done that really well because as soon as this finishes, this track, you want to listen to the album again. Yeah. It, it, it just kind of makes you go, "That was great." I'm listening to that now. Yeah, I've had it on loop a lot, just going around, and it's weird on because it's at like 13 tracks, but it's only four to six minutes. And in some ways it feels long, but in some ways it feels really short, like, oh, it's going round again now. Yeah, I listened to it again last night, and I think I'd got to track 10 or 11 before I'd even realised I'd got to that point. Mm. I was like, wow, that's just flown by. And, yeah, you you never feel... It's not an album that feels like it's dragging on. It's no. just it's perfectly paced. Mm. Uh, like I say, I'd, I'd switch a few of the tracks around myself, uh, but... Yeah, I think it's a damn good album. Yeah, why don't you put it on shuffle? See what happens. Oh no, that that no, that <laughs> messes with my mind. Joking. Can't do a shuffle. Listen how it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's in that. If it's, it's in that. If it's an album, it's in that order for yeah. a reason. If it's a playlist, then you know, shuffle away. Or if it's just an artist playlist or whatever. Yeah, shuffle away. <laughs> but um, no, not on an album. No, never. No, 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 no. So, um, what do you think out of ten? I'm going for nine. Same. <laughs> yeah, not 10 because I don't think I ever give anything really a 10. Yeah, I don't think I have. I'm not going to say I won't because no. I may at some point. But yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's a strong 9. Yeah. I was just going to mention quickly new Avatar single just cause it came up on release radar. Yeah. Um, won't say too much about it because I think there's an album due out soon. I forgot to look up exactly when it's due. But Dance, Devil Dance. Yeah, yeah, good, really good one. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Let It Burn. It's got kind of a fast riff going on in the background, quite a shrieky chorus. Okay, that kind of classic. I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. So based on that and the last single they had, I can't remember what it's called, but I think we mentioned it. Yeah, you you spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Did Did we? I think we did. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, (laughs) definitely looking forward to that. Um, When out as a full album, hopefully soon. Yeah, I'm going to wait till the album's out and give it 
a blast all the way mm. through. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that one because it really stuck out and I just went through. I like to just go on the release radar. Yeah. When it updates, just to see what's out there. So, yeah. Reviews done. Right, time for Rock the Week now, looking back on this week in rock and metal history. So we're going 7th to the 13th of November. I've got five titbits of history. All right. Blast through yours then. I will. So first up, we've got a couple that happened on the 7th of November. First one was in 2012 when a woman died and 19 people were injured when some scaffolding collapsed outside a Linkin Park concert in Cape Town. Do you remember that? No. I remembered reading about it when I read about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The concert still went ahead because the band were unaware that it had happened until after the event. So it's basically a stadium basically and it the was promoters in the didn't... parking lot of the stadium. Yeah. I think scaffolding fell over, knocked into an advertising tower, which then landed on people. Yeah, so the promoters just didn't tell them. Yeah. 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 Um, other one on the 7th is a bit further back in time, 1991, is the day that... Izzy Stradlin quit Guns N' Roses. Quit or sacked? Quit is the official line from him. Due to Axel, his behaviour and issues, and also being around Duff, Matt and Slash due to Izzy's recently turned sobriety. And he was replaced by Gilby Clark. Mm. Moving on then, I've got a couple from the 11th of November. So on the 11th of the 11th, 2011. All the 11s. All the 11s. The four original Sabbath members reunited mm-hmm. um, to announce a new album and a world tour for 2012, which included Download 2012. Okay. And interesting fact to add on to that is the press conference where they announced this was hosted by Henry Rollins. Oh. I was actually talking to somebody about Henry Rollins the other day. For some weird reason, I thought you were going to say you were talking to Henry Rollins. <laughs> yeah, I've got him on speed dial. The other one from the 11th was in 1997. When Green Day went into full-on punk mode and smashed up Tower Records New York at an in-store appearance, they smashed their instruments, they poured beer over shelving, they spray-painted windows and caused $50,000 worth of damage, which the record label was happy just to pay. Well, yeah, because they'll probably just take it out whatever money they were making anyway, so... Yeah. Okay. My... I've got one more. Oh, you've got one more. Excuse me, I said I've got five tidbits. (laughs) And last up then, the 13th of November 2015, that was when the Eagles of Death Metal were playing at the Bataclan and there was the attack on the venue. So obviously 89 people were killed, which included the merch manager, Nick Alexander, who has a plaque in Rock City's merch booth. Yeah. So, yes, that was... Seven years ago. Seems a lot longer than that. It doesn't, it doesn't. I remember. We'd been out, hadn't we, when we got home and we saw it all on the news. Yeah, it was the same night as the England game. Because there were attacks outside um, the French stadium. Mm. Yeah, there were a few different, weren't there, the city. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice upbeat note there um, for me to follow on from. Uh, So my one piece that I've got is it actually from the week commencing the 6th of November, so it still covers the same period of time. The number one single was Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Spent four weeks at number one, and it was the lead single from the Battle of Los Angeles. They won a Grammy for it, and it was on multiple games. So I think it was on a Madden's game, a Tony Hawk's game, 
It was on Guitar Hero Live and it was on Rock Band. What year was that? 1999. Yeah. Seems such a long time ago. 23 years ago. Yeah. And it's fantastic album as well, mm. actually. Really good album. Yeah. So there you go. That's my one piece. Right, midsection now. Midsection, is that the right word? Main section? Main section. Main section, the middle. We're in the middle. Podcast of two halves again. We did the first bit earlier in the week and now we're doing the second bit because it was another Friday, another gig. So we have another live review for you. We do. Before we go into the live review, which is Ugly Kid Joe Massive Wagons, Chris Catalyst, we just want to say congratulations to Massive Wagons. Because since we did the first part and reviewed the album, it went to number five midweek in the UK charts and ended up at number six. That's not just the rock and metal charts, that's the actual The actual UK charts. From back in the day, you would have been on Top Top, Top of the Pops, the chart show, (laughs) etc. So yeah, well done to them. Well deserved. Yeah, congratulations, guys. On to the review then. Yep. Okay, so Chris Catalyst was up first. He was. Was a very small crowd for Chris. It was, and interestingly, just before we get into the detail, we got into Rock City. The merch stand was as it should be this time. Yeah. Which we were pleased to see. You went to get the merch. I went to get the spot on the balcony, and the balcony was shut. Yeah, which made no sense. No. Can I um, just interject as well? You can, of course. Before that, Hmm. while we were in the queue. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chris came walking on a mission, flying past the queue. Yeah, we were stood there minding the zone, and he said, there's Chris Catalyst, and there he was, walking past, yeah. into the pub. Yeah, apparently he didn't realise he didn't realise what time it was. Somebody had told him there was a good queue forming outside, and then he looked at his watch and went, shit, I'm on in 10 minutes. Yeah, he told us that during his set. So yeah, that was about three minutes before half past, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we didn't get on the balcony, so we had the next best thing that we have to the balcony, which is under the stairs. Yeah. Under the stairs to the left of the stage. Yeah, it's a good little spot. We had it for ministry once because the balcony wasn't open then. Yeah, and I'm surprised the balcony wasn't open because it ended up getting really busy. Yeah, the floor was definitely as full as it was last week for Cradle and there weren't that many people on the balcony last week. No. So I think they could have opened the balcony. Yeah. Whether they didn't have enough staff to open could the have, Yeah, it could have been a staffing issue. The other thing I thought of, actually, when I was thinking about it at the time, last week it was quite a, a rough gig. Like we said, there were vicious pits. There was lots of crowd surfers. Maybe they base it on... Maybe the ticket sales were the same for both. Well, they based it on the audience type. Yeah, so with Cradle, knowing that they're a band that has pits, etc., a lot of movement in the crowd, Yeah, they wanted to create that extra option of space for people. Whereas security had a very quiet night last night. I think I saw one crowd surfer at the end of Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah. So I just wondered if that might be a factor. Yeah, could be. Could well be. Anyway, completely sidetracked. Yeah. Back to the start. (laughs) Back to the start and Chris Catalyst. Chris Catalyst. Yeah. I thought Chris was great. On top form again. Yeah. Uh, Had a lot of crowd interaction. He does. Yeah. He likes to have a chat with the crowd, doesn't he? Yeah. There were some really good bits in that. Yeah, I think he only played about six songs. I think about six. I can't find the set list. I can't remember every song he played. I know he did King of Everything. Yeah. He did The Ride. Yeah. He did Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. He did a Eureka Machine song. Yeah. He did something off his first solo album. Yeah, it was really good performance. Yeah, it was just him and his guitar, electric yeah. guitar. So almost like an acoustic but electric solo. Yeah. <laughs> and like we've said this before with Chris, that... Nobody knows who he is. No. Um, I, I think if people knew who he was, the place would have been a lot busier. Yeah. And people just kind of ambled in, I think, yeah, in general. Yeah, they did. There was a few people at the front, um, obviously, I think, aware of who he who was. He is. yeah. 
but yeah and you forget how amazing his vocals are as well because yeah. you don't hear them often with other bands he's been mm. in it tends to be instrument backing vocals but his own vocals yeah live, are amazing yeah yeah yeah, it's really good. So yeah, a really good choice to start. A really good twenty-five minutes of music and banter. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm always happy to watch Chris Catalyst. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. Definitely. And then it was a very quick turnaround, ten minutes. Yeah, it was wagons. really quick. And wagons are on. The thing with co-headliners as well, isn't it? Because <laughs> normally you're there and you save your energy for the main band that you're usually there for. Yeah. So to expend over an hour of energy dancing and singing to wagons. Yeah. 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 Wagons. Well, what can you say? Just unbelievable. Yeah. As always. Yeah, absolutely on top form. Yeah, Baz doing all these high kicks. Yeah, so much energy there. They did, I'd say, hour and five minutes. It was 15 tracks. Yeah, there's a couple of omissions that we both kind of noticed. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. It's probably a a choice thing that they're they're kind of really well known for those songs and want to omit them. Yeah, I think as well now they've got such a back catalogue and they obviously want to plug a lot of the new album, which they did. Yeah. Some songs have got to go to one side, haven't they? Yeah. I thought, though, with the mix of the new stuff mm. and the old stuff, it was perfect. It was yeah. an absolutely spot-on mix. Yeah, definitely. And all the new stuff worked well live really well. Yeah. Yeah, they, they played a lot of my new favourite songs from the new album. Yeah. Uh, so they play, I remember them playing Please Stay Calm. Yeah. They played Asshole. Yeah, that was a good um, crowd-joining one, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really good. Um, fuck the haters, obviously. Fuck the haters, yeah. They did skateboard. Yeah, triggered. That was fairly early on, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, Generation Prime. Yes, with Baz with, doing the Benji bits. Yeah, with Baz doing the Benji bits. And that bits. worked fine. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, germ. And well. germ. Yes, germ. I do like germ. Yeah. Yeah, that worked better live than I thought on the record. Uh, yeah, I can see yeah. that. I can see why you think that. Yeah. I think that was it from the new album. From the new album, and then some um, of the classics. Good mix. Yeah, they started with pressure from the last album and ended with in it together. Yep. Um, they played ratio. Yes, that's one of my favourites. Anyway, well. what else do we have? I'm trying to think. There was banging in your stereo. Yeah. Back to the stack. That's always, always a classic. A classic. Sometimes they finished with that one. They used to, didn't they? Yeah. Fee five oh form, yeah. China plates, which always, that song just makes me laugh. Yeah, so the, the two that we noticed that were missing was one of your favourites and one of my favourites. So your favourite was the curry song. The curry song, I love that, especially live. <laughs> just, yeah, and mine was House of Noise. Yes, which you kind of get them not playing because that was mm. a headline track from the headline album. Yeah. And there was another one yeah. yesterday I thought they didn't play, and I can't remember now. Mm. But like, like I said, there's so many classics that they've got now. Yeah, like you said, they've got a great mad mm. catalogue going. But yeah, yeah, there was loads of energy for Wagons, yeah. and the place just suddenly got heated. Yeah, the place was bouncing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely packed when yeah. Wagons were on. And I think from where we were standing as well, because it was a different vantage point as well, yeah. you got to see like the full band and appreciate all the backing vocals. You could hear those coming through better yeah. from where we were. Yeah, because the issue with standing on the balcony is, yeah, you get a great view, but you do lose a lot of audio quality. Yeah, whereas where we were, we were kind of stage height, wasn't it, really? Yeah, well, pretty yeah, much. it is pretty much stage height. So, yeah, you just get a better quality of sound and you get to appreciate the backing harmonies and all the yeah. guitars and everything. Yeah, abso- absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah, I think they were, well, just classic wagons, just amazing. And I know it was a joint headline, but I think they can headline that venue now, no problem. Yeah, I don't think that's an mm. issue. No, I mean, yeah. we saw them in Rescue, Rescue wasn't Rooms. it, last year? And surprised at that point it wasn't Rock City, but yeah. definitely now they could just do a Rock City headline could, show. Yeah. And I think with the fact that the new album's done so well, I wouldn't be surprised if they've essentially gained a new audience again. Mm. Yeah. 
So they've gone from kind of like a, I suppose an old classic kind of sound to mm. gaining more maybe younger listeners. Yeah. And I think getting to getting to like six in the UK charts, mm. UK album charts is just going to increase that again. Yeah. I mean, this might sound a bit of a wild prediction, but is there a possibility maybe within five years, maybe a bit longer, you could see Wagon's headline in major festivals? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I, th- I think they've got mm. potential to do it. I do now, yeah. I think as well the kind of the social commentary themes on the new album, yeah. that's going to appeal to potentially a new Young, audience. Younger audiences, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Everything was set up right. The vocals were great. Guitars were great. Drums were great. Everything sounded spot on. Yeah. I also shout out to Baz's ET t-shirt. Yeah, I'd forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I had as well. I was just thinking Baz normally has a great outfit on, doesn't he? So it was ET t-shirt. Okay. Um, I don't really know what else to say about them. Yeah. Yeah, smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. The next one uh, is the headliners. Well, I say headliners, the co-headliners. The co-headliners, but the second ones. Also, actually, just to say with co-headliners as well, sometimes they swap it around, don't they? Yeah. But I think the night I before the... it was the same way around, so I think they'd probably stick into that. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think you might be right on that. Yeah, so on to Ugly Kid Joe, who... You know, I've, I've been listening to since, like, 90, 91. Yeah. Something like that. I've been listening to them since Wayne's World. 94? Two. Oh, oh well, the album America's Least Wanted was out in 92, so it could have been 92. Yeah, around that time. I have to confess, they fell off my radar quite a little bit. Well, they've not done that many albums, so... Well, no, we were saying when we reviewed them last yeah. week, but just in terms of remembering to listen to them and... Yeah, Ugly Kid Joe, so they've, you know, I think they've been around since about 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been listening to them for, you know, 30 years now. And I do love Ugly Kid Joe. I've seen them a few times now. And, yeah, I think they, like wagons, just blew it away. Mm, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think last time we saw them was a download on the second stage, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Four years ago, maybe? Yeah. I didn't really fully remember a lot about that performance, but the thing that struck me about Friday was how good Whitfield Crane's vocals are. Yeah, I... I I still can't get over that. Yeah, it's always, like we said about Cradle last week, there's always a concern when you've got a vocalist who's been around such a long time, yeah. have they still got that vocal ability? Because I've seen some that haven't. He definitely has. Yeah, he, he still kept it. He's looking a lot like John Cena now as well. <laughs> he said that, yeah. I said yeah. he looks like just himself, but older, like he's got like an older person. A, a filter face, app. A filter, yeah. Yeah. And he still dresses the same. He does, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, yeah, I thought Ugly Kid Joe were amazing. And they, I mean, they started off with that ain't living. Yeah, absolutely belted that one out. Yeah, that's one of my favourites off the new album. Yeah, it is mine. It is yeah, it's so a, good. It was a really good opener. Um, there was lots of crowd interaction again. Yeah, I think the whole night had a good mix of. That, it did have a good it? mix. Yeah, yeah, and it just really made a great atmosphere. And yeah, and they 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 mixed up. It was quite a good mix again. Mm. Of like really new stuff, stuff from kind of like the second and third album. Mm. Quite a bit from the first album, America's Least Wanted. Yeah, I noticed there's quite a bit from that Yeah, one. so I know that they played Neighbour, they played... Cats in the Cradle. Cats in the Cradle, obviously. They played, oh, my brain, uh, Goddamn Devil. Yeah. Which is which is one of my personal favourites. Yeah. They did a tiny bit of Busy, busy Bee because somebody requested it. Just kept shouting Busy yeah. Bee all night. Oh, they had it on their phone, didn't they, and it was waving it. yeah. So they did a little impromptu... Yeah, he just went, fuck it, okay, it's not on the set list, but we're going to do a little bit just for you. Yeah, which was nice. Which was nice, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it was so again. It was a nice mix of what's new, what's old, and it kept everybody just kept that atmosphere going yeah. all night. I think as well because I'm not that familiar with. I'm obviously familiar with least wanted, least wanted, and obviously yeah. the new album I've been listening to. The ones in between, I'm not as familiar with, but I still enjoyed every song, even though I didn't really know them that much. Yes. Yeah, Which I, yeah, is I know. A good I know, sign, what you mean, isn't yeah. it? Because sometimes if you don't know a song, you just kind of stand there. Yeah, when's the, when's the ones yeah. I know? Yeah, but now I just kept bopping along anyway to all of it. I think it had a really strong end as well. Yeah. Also, just want to say how good was uh, Zach's vocals on drums? Yes. Holy shit! If Whitfield Crane's voice goes, yeah, Zach can do it. Absolutely. Um, and also, I think we should mention that Chris Catalyst was on bass for them. Yes, Chris. Was he on bass? He was on bass, yeah. I don't he, think he, he was, was on bass. Yeah, he was on bass. Okay. Yeah, he played guitar with them when he was with them previously. Yeah, that's but he was why on I, bass last night. Uh, that's why yeah. I thought he was on guitar. No, yeah. he was on bass. And, yeah. and Chris's vocals as well work really well. Yeah. With Whitfield's. Mm. And... And again, from standing where we were, you could fully appreciate, you could fully appreciate the, whole, the, the backing the vocals, vocals as well as the the visuals. You could appreciate the audio properly. Properly, yeah. The the audio just the sound mm. is so much better. Yeah, um, yeah. They did. We mentioned this when we did the review of the al- new album, didn't we? They did do their cover of Lola. They did, which I actually think works better live it than did. it does on the album, because everyone knows it. Yeah. So that was a good sing along as well, and then they went into another cover. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Yep. And they got Baz on to do that. They did, yeah. Which was really good. They worked really well together, didn't they? Yeah. And, I mean, you, you can tell, like, all, you know, all of the bands. Um, obviously, Chris gets on with both because he's played with both nine yeah. of times. He's sported wagons a lot. Yeah. And he used to be an ugly kid, Joe. And, yeah, you can just tell that they all are really good friends and just get mm. on really well. And it yeah. just made it a real fun party kind of gig. Yeah. The only thing that's worrying me now is that every gig we've just been going to lately, it's just getting better and better and better. And I'm like, yeah, I've got a couple of weeks off before the next one. (laughs) Uh, You have. Oh, you. Oh, you've got one. I think I've got one. Yeah. So I've got another gig coming up, but but we'll talk about that at a later date. Later date. Anyway, yeah. Back in the room. But yeah, back to to Ugly Kid Joe. Everything about you. Of course. course Classic. What else would they? And oh, uh, yeah. Just while we're Talking about this as well, uh, just a bit of another thing about the merch. How good is the merch? Yes. I was really impressed with the Ugly Kid Joe t-shirt and the Wagons t-shirts yeah, that we got. the Wagons one. That's one of my favourite designs so far this year. Yeah, really, really good designs. It. And it wasn't until I looked at the back of both, I didn't realise Wagons weren't on every gig. No, um, Ugly Kid Joe did an opening night warm-up in Blackpool with Chris Catalyst, and they also went to the HRH... Hard Rock and Great Yarmouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a couple more that other kids Joe are doing. Then Wagons have also been doing like in-store acoustic shows. Yeah. Around and about as well. So they're kind of doing stuff together and stuff apart. A bit like me and you at a festival. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the merch was, the merch is really cool. We didn't get any Chris Catalyst merch because the only things that were there we've already really got. Yeah. So, so, but we always keep an eye on his merch store anyway, don't we? To yeah. Get some bits. So I'm, I'm looking at, Seeing what else Chris puts out, and yeah. if there's something he puts out, then I'll I'll get something mm. else. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Ugly Kid Joe, amazing. Yeah, I can't believe we were so indecisive about getting tickets I was to the just show. Say, why were we thinking? I think the reasoning was we'd already got Wargasm and Cradle two Fridays in a row. Yeah, and I think we were trying to prioritise bands that we'd not seen for a while. 
or bands that we'd not seen in a small venue yeah initially and obviously we'd seen wagons earlier this year at download we saw them a couple of times last year we've seen ugly kid joe before and chris wasn't announced to support till he wasn't, about no. two weeks ago as well so i think that was one of the reasons we just thought we've seen them both recently so yeah we'll give that one a miss because we have got quite a few other gigs coming up the year. yeah but then you know but then that's what happens you go out for a meal you have a glass of wine and you go Okay, let's just fuck it. We'll just go. We'll just go. Yeah, for the podcast. We're doing it for the podcast. We're doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just need to get to the point where we can write these off as business expenses. Wow. It's way off, yeah. But anyway, it was worth it. Yeah. We think about it. Three amazing performances, yeah. about a tenner each. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think the, the tickets were... About 32 about 30, with fees, 32 with they? fees? Yeah, which isn't much, really, in the grand scheme of things. Not for the quality of the bands that exactly. you get. Exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, we ended up with kind of like a two-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah. So it's a two-and-a-half-hour show, and that's just the music. That's So, like, mm. I mean, we got in at about 6.35 at the yeah. latest, and then we didn't leave till... Ten. Ten. So, yeah. and it, it was just, yeah, it was just such a good atmosphere. Mm. All of the bands were incredible, and I don't know why yeah. we why we didn't just go, yep, yeah, let's go. Yeah, but anyway, we did. But we did, we did. and it was we amazing. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. We've done three Friday gigs in a row now, but all very different. I know you didn't do the first one. Yeah, so I, yeah, I didn't do the war guys. Yeah, one. but all very different, really. Yeah, different they are. crowds. Yeah, yeah, they are different crowds. It. But yeah, that was uh, that was one hell of a gig, and I'm so glad we went. Yeah, definitely. Right, finishing up with our recommendation, and the ready to mosh recommendation this week is. Buried by my heartache. Yeah, these guys were at Mangata earlier this year and they sounded absolutely amazing. Yeah, they are a five-piece from Lincolnshire. Yeah, formed in 2018. They've got one EP out so far, which is called Heart Shaped Grenades, which I strongly recommend people listen to because it's really good. It is, yeah. Six awesome tracks on there to have a listen to. And yeah, they're kind of like a groove metalcore sound. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've got some kind of really good riffs and then some really heavy... Yeah, a lot of thrash roots to yeah. a very, um, do I want to say Slayer-like sound with the guitar? A hint of that. And yeah. Vocally, they almost reminded me a bit of Therapy. I don't know if that's oh, just me. Okay, I've not got that, but... From a couple of tracks. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. But yeah, okay. some quite melodic, strong vocals. Yeah, the, I mean, the vocals are incredible yeah. and the, um, the guitars and drums are, as we like it, Hard and loud. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely give these guys a listen. They've got a couple of tour dates coming up this year. The first one is in Peterborough at Here We Aren't mm-hmm. on the 3rd of December. Yeah. Uh, can't find the venue information for that, though, other than it's in Peterborough. Yeah, but if you're around that area and you're free that day, go and look it up. Yep. They're also at the Crosslight Christmas Show at Percy Picklebackers. That takes some saying. Percy Picklebackers for all your pickleback needs in Nottingham. Yes, on the 10th of December in yep. Notts. And then they've, they're they at an Unearthed Festival like, uh, next year at the Hairy Dog in Derby. Yeah, that's the 2nd to the 4th of June, and they're playing on the Sunday, which is the 4th, the 4th of June. Yeah. Yeah, and there's loads of other great bands on there as well, so yep. one to keep an eye on. Yeah, so ready to remosh recommendation this week, Buried by My Heartache. Yeah, go give them a listen. 
Right, that's another episode down. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a five-star review, whatever listening platform you're using. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ReadyToMoshCast. And we're also on YouTube and TikTok. It's just Ready to Mosh on there. So yeah, give us some good reviews, give us some feedback. And we're also back next week with uh, the official announcement from Download. Yeah. Tune in to our next episode to find out what we think. Make it stop, Moog.